Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 it's i on real estate on am 970 the answer am 970 presents i on real estate this is your premier source for real estate information from the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends from mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions you'll be in the know with help from the experts call now 866-970-9622 866-970-9622 now here's your host for i on real estate douglas elements ceo Dottie herman we're back. You're listening to Iron Real Estate. I'm here with Ace Blair Tupac and Jerry's out this week, but he'll be back next week. Myself, Daddy Herman. And as promised, our special, our best, our special, special guest who comes on every month for us. Uh, and I tell you, credit is king. Uh, Dan Sater, he's here to talk about credit. Hi, Dan. Going. You can hear me? Yes, I can. Good. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, but I'll get better. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love. So listen, um, I am hearing uh, that millennials, and you know, I'm doing the show on millennials today. After your, you know, after the last half hour, we're going to talk about millennials, and because they're buying, they're the biggest pool of people. Uh, they're the biggest demographic, and I told this people that are listening to our show, if you're going to sell your home, you want to kind of appeal to them because they're going to be the biggest group of buyers. And now you say, or I read, or maybe you told us that millennials are credit invisibles. Yeah, what does a lot that of mean? People, yeah. Well, basically that means that they don't have enough credit <clears throat> reporting at, to the credit bureaus to really sometimes even give them a score. And so uh, the scoring model, the regular FICO scoring model, has a hard time assessing people that have a short-term credit history with few accounts. So um, what FICO has come up with was a new scoring model called Ultra FICO, which is coming out next year, 2019. Uh, We don't know all the details on it, but basically it's looking at the fact that there's 45 million adults that have no credit scores and tens of millions with insufficient credit history to generate scores. And this new model really will benefit millennials, uh, people who are credit invisible with with inadequate credit history and subprime borrowers. And for a lot of those people, it's estimated that 40% of those applicants will see an upward shift of about 20 points to their credit score. So it'll make it easier for them to get things like their first uh, unsecured credit card and, and benefit them for a lot of different things. Now, when's that maybe come out? Next year? Yeah, next year it's coming out. Okay, so what would your advice be for people who are looking to buy this year? How should they start uh, getting credit set up if they don't have any? 
Well, one of the best ways, and I always recommend this to everybody, if they don't have many accounts or they have low credit limits on credit cards and things of that nature, uh, one of the biggest areas where you get the biggest push in points is in revolving accounts, credit card accounts. So being added as an authorized user on a family member's credit card that, you know, the higher the credit limit, the lower the usage, and the older the account is, the more it will benefit and jump up their scores. I've seen a lot of people uh, get jumps of uh, 20 to 50 or 60 points. What do they do to get that kind of jump? By being added on as an authorized user, not as a co-borrower, but on an authorized user on a family member's credit card. So if, you're, if, you're, if you're, your mother and father have a credit card, you know, say, say a Visa or American Express, you become the authorized user? Right. I mean, a lot of parents have already used that with their kids in college, putting them on one of their credit cards like that. And when they get out of college, they got scores in the mid-700s. Okay, so it gives them a a big start uh, to life. But there's a lot of people that don't have many uh, accounts and they don't have many credit cards and um, they haven't had it for more than a, a couple years. Uh, this will, you know, do a, give them a major boost at this time. Okay, so but what if your parents don't want to do that? What if they're afraid that you're going to overdo the credit card, or could they they can put a maximum, I guess. Well, on that, it. that's the beautiful part about an authorized user. First of all, they can take you off anytime they want. It's kind of the best of all worlds. Oh, and basically, okay. what you're doing is you're borrowing their credit history, not their credit. So that means they don't need to give you the card. You don't need to use the card. But as Get long as, as yeah, okay, bye, click. Uh, no, no, no. So little, you don't, you <laughs> don't, you don't. You can do that for your children, and they don't have to use the card. You, you don't have give to them give the them the card, okay? They're not going to buy twenty pizzas uh, every weekend <laughs> for the college group, you know. Um, basically, uh, with borrowing their credit history. Uh, when it reports on their credit report, it reports on that uh, child's credit report at the same time and gives them a boost as if it were their card. Wow. Yeah, you know, Dan, that's that's what we recommend our um, borrowers to do as well if they have very little credit. But um, this ultra FICO score sounds really interesting. Will banks be able to utilize the score as well? or? Well, basically, it you know, it's going to be um, – on what lenders want to use the system and how well FICO sells the idea. But basically, this is something totally different where FICO only goes by the information that's on their credit report. That's all you're scored on. Now they're looking at deposit accounts, your personal checking, your savings account, other deposit accounts, even PayPal and Venmo. And uh, they're looking at these transactions uh, to show, you know, how consumers manage paying their regular bills and whether they have any savings, because how you manage your cash flow mm-hmm. is also predictive of your credit risk. And, and PayPal and Venmo, that's a huge, um, I guess, tool that millennials use as payment today. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so in other words, and for those of you who don't know what it is, because... Um, I don't know. Somebody just asked me to pay by that way, and the person <laughs> didn't know what it was. I'll Venmo you some money today, Daddy. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's a way of paying without using cash, and you can do it. You yep. know, there's, it's linked so, to, your, to your bank account, and you could do it. You know, I, I use it very often. So. Yes, it's a big millennial thing. But anyway, so they're gonna. So in other words, Dan, they're looking to take into consideration uh, someone's. 
the way someone pays bills, the way somebody manages their money. What about rent? Would they look at that to see if you well, pay yeah, rent? Yeah, matter of fact, um, basically the, they look at several things, um, that you have several years of history without bouncing checks. Um, you have at least $400 in savings, no negative history in the past three months, you know, no um, uh, negative cash flow or insufficient funds. Uh, that you have regular monthly uh, bills that are paying through the your accounts like utilities, rent, and um, have at least have an account that's open and of course accurate. How how and, will they extract the information, Dan? Like like your checking account? Like how much? Like how, well, that, how would they know? Yeah, because you have to opt in for this. Got it. Okay. So it's not automatic for anybody, but. When you do, so what you have to you know have about to author, it. You have to authorize the participating lender a one-time snapshot access to your accounts, which means that you've got to give them the, your username and password to gain access. Interesting. So you, if this happens again, this is not a, this is proposed. It's not there yet. But if this happens, and you would let your you would let somebody see a bank or a lending institution. A snapshot of your your payment. Yeah, in other words, they can go in just like you would go into your banking account. You know, like on your cell phone, you put your username, your password, right, and right. you get access. They can get it, and they can take a snapshot and use that information. And then what? You have to change your your accounts and everything. You have to change your password. Well, I, I would I would recommend probably like that. doing that. And um, uh, by the wait, same so token, wait, well, but, but once you give it to them. Okay, so now somebody somebody has it, and they get that information. Then, uh, look, uh, everyone's leery about that kind of stuff. Then, you know, you probably should change your password, but who does? I mean, I don't change mine enough either. I mean, I think it's whatever. So Yeah, I, I don't think you have to worry so much about Chase or Bank of America, but, you know, John Jones' uh, credit card. <laughs> Um, you might be a little bit cautious about giving them access to your information, you know. Yeah, but you know, I often wonder, and I, and, and, and Ace, you know, just you know, just, be, just like there's great doctors, there's bad doctors. There's always a, you know, there's great everything, and there's always a few rotten apples. So, do you? Just somebody could really, you know, uh, probably. Some bad apple could get your 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 information, but it's almost impossible for that not to happen today with the way we live. So I think that the credit, like like you said, keeping an eye on your credit, you're like then you're bound to find out if there's something that somebody did or went on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, you, you know, I mean, if, if if you worry about all those things, you'll go crazy. You're the right. thing is, if you go into a restaurant, give them your credit card, you don't see that guy. He could be copying your credit card exactly. in the back, technically. Uh, the thing is that, you know, fortunately, most people are honest. And uh, if you, you know, monitor and pay attention to your statements as they're coming in, you can catch these things. And banks are pretty forgiving you know, if there is some sort of theft or fraud in crediting back the money to you so that you're not the one that actually loses it. So, uh, it's, you know, you do have some safety measures in there. So, Dan, um, I would assume that the, the, the if this happens, this proposal, that the millennials who are about ages 22 to 36 are likely to gain the most because they're at an age when they're likely to be new to credit? 
what would you that's say? Right, they would... That's right. Yeah, it's, it's not going to really significantly help somebody who has an 800 score or has 20 years of credit history. But for people that uh, have some credit challenges in the past and have low scores or All right, let uh, me ask you that question. Out, if you're just starting out, that's one, one group that will benefit. Right. What if I, you know, I didn't pay my bills on time. I have, I have a bad credit history. How would that? Well, here's, here's the thing where it will help you. If you have scores in the 500s or the low 600s, for example, mm-hmm. uh, what, and, and now you become kind of a marginal borrower or, um, you know, companies may or may not want to loan you money because they want to loan money. Uh, and credit to as many people as they can, but they want to prevent the loss from people oh. that may default. So the right. thing is, with this system, if you have you know five thousand dollars in your savings account and you're showing that you're paying your rent every month and you're paying this and you have a positive cash flow and you haven't had any bounce checks, it would indicate to them that you're a bit better than a, a, what they would normally consider for somebody with scores in the 500s. And they may be more willing to uh, lend you the money or give you the credit um, based on the fact that you have a gr- good cash flow. Okay, so let me ask both of you, Ace and, and Dan, if you're turned down, like if you're you know, from someplace, should you apply again? Well, like in other words, if somebody, I mean, are some well, people, are some people more, you know, are some people a little bit like easier going or for? Well, I mean, well there's two. Yeah, there, there's two things to this. Number one is that uh, every company has their own tolerance of the credit risk that they'll take. So yeah, some companies, uh, for example, Capital One will approve you with a lower credit score than Bank of America or or Citibank, for example. Uh, That being said, uh, you'll find that, um, you know, you don't have uh, a lot of um, people uh, taking a risk on people that have really low scores uh, because the the predictiveness of them defaulting is a lot higher. And that's one of the things where this really kind of pays off on. I see that. Now, let me ask you, uh, millions of potential homeboys won't qualify for new FICO scores. So this will help those people, right? Well, it'll help most people that have, uh, you know, had challenges in the past where their scores are, are depressed and lower now. And it'll help people that have very thin or, or non-existent credit files. Okay. So... They say that the scores will. They say that the new model can generate higher credit scores for borrowers by factoring in data from checking savings and money market accounts, which you might not have if you're that you know if you don't have any credit. But uh, and information has traditionally been overlooked. So, I guess you could be creative and try to say here I paid my rent on time. I've you know come up with things, um, and and they say it's almost like a second chance or something yeah. of that nature. I think also what I see, Dan, is that a lot of millennials they only have one credit card because they don't mm-hmm. want to, you know, they don't want to deal with having three to four credit cards, and that's the biggest challenge that I see when applying for a mortgage. They only have one, and most banks require three. You know, so I think this new form of credit scoring will be will be great. I didn't well, know the uh, banks required three they, three they credit a, cards. I yeah, didn't either. they need at least three trade lines. Um, 
Stephen. So, so does that mean credit cards, trade line? Yeah, yeah, it could be credit cards. Um, a mix of car payments. Trade lines, yeah. Yep. A mix oh, of car trade payments lines. and stuff like that. Exactly. Too. Like, okay, I car see. payments. However, do I, they I count rent, Dan? What's do they that? count rent? Well, like if you were like a renter and you're renting and you pay your rent on time, do they look rent, at that rent, ever? That's or not? one of the requirements. They want to see that you have regular monthly bills that monthly you're paying, bills. like utility bills and rent and things of that nature, uh, to see what your true ca- cash flow is. But rent mostly but, won't show up on your credit report, so. No, but it will help on the ultra fight. Correct, correct. On the, so, on the, the, if they, if they, now this is a proposal. Do you think it's all going to go through? Or well, it's not it's a proposal. Just... They're they're working on it now. They're developing it, uh, checking it, validating it that that it works under a lot of different circumstances. So they're it's already in in production here, uh, and it will be rolled out probably uh, sometime in the mid uh, 2019. Oh, okay. Uh, so they're testing it to make sure there's no kinks or glitches that they didn't think about. Right. When you're dealing with any sort of mathematical formulations, there are so many different factors that you have to test and run uh, a lot of different modeling to check to make sure that it works under all different types of conditions. Uh, I do want to point out one thing that you mentioned before about <clears throat> having only one credit card. Uh, when Ace mentioned that, the the thing is the FICO score has a sweet spot. It likes to see like two or three credit cards. It gives oh. be- more points with two or three credit cards. It's like my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> when you give her your credit card, she likes you better. <laughs> she knows that I have three of them. <laughs> That's so funny. Dan, I have a question to ask you. I got a a, a letter from uh, my the credit card uh, company that said uh, we'd like to increase um, the amount of money that you can use. And right. it's not because I've used it close to the limit or anything at all like that. I haven't. But I thought, well, gee, since the percentage of the amount of credit that you've used counts in your credit score, maybe mm-hmm. I should just say to them, sure, enlarge the amount of money that I can borrow. What do you think Absolutely. of Absolutely. The more uh, credit limits or the higher your credit limits uh, over all your cards as well as that particular card, uh, the lower the usage of what you already have charged on it, which means you gain more points for your credit score. So, so definitely should... get them, yes. So I've seen people take... that have, have refused to have the credit limit increases because they're worried about having too much credit. And for the 17 years I spent in the mortgage industry, I never saw anybody get turned down for well, having too much, too much credit. credit right? oh, wait a second. Yeah. Maybe Using I was too much. taught. Yeah. Wait, Dan, I think I was taught like – when you're applying for a mortgage, because, you know, years ago when I started the business, we would qualify the people ourselves. We'd take 28%, 36% of whatever their income was. And I was told that let's say you have 12, I'll just use a number, 10 credit cards, and you have available credit. You could borrow, let's say, $500,000 if you wanted to with all your credit cards. Do they, when you're applying for a mortgage, do they look at you have too much access to too much cash? I've never seen like that. that? No? You use too much of it, they'll they'll squeal. But um, no, having the ability to have it, especially if you've had a good history where you know you've got the 
pick that five hundred thousand dollars and and you've used thirty thousand dollars pretty much over the uh, history of it uh you're a solid citizen as, oh. as far as most banks would be would consider but by Damn. the way getting back to what ace mentioned before about them giving your credit increase there's a psychology to this too because they found out that the people who has a, that have a credit card with the highest credit limit use it the most Oh. Okay, we are taking a great. We have somebody, a special uh, caller in, Richard from Massachusetts. I think maybe he works with UAs. Uh, um, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back uh, with Ion Real Estate. It's 866-970-9622. This is Greg Floyd, president of Teamsters Local 237. Join me for Reaching Out. We'll talk about the issues that matter the most to working families, union members, and everyone who cares about the future. This Saturday, Greg speaks with Pastor G. Mitchell Taylor, founder and CEO of Urban Upbound, and Christopher Bain, founder and director of 696 Build Queensbridge, about the programs their organizations have created to assist residents in their community. It's Reaching Out, Saturday night at 7 on AM 970, The Answer. Pat Boone here again, and I assure you, I have never before endorsed a pain relief product. Not until now. Not until Relief Factor came along as a 100% drug-free solution for people struggling with ordinary pain. Quite simply, Relief Factor was designed by doctors to help relieve those occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, and everyday living. Let me ask you, are aches and pains keeping you from sleeping through the night? or keeping you from taking those nice long walks or playing golf or tennis. You can't really call it living if you can't get around comfortably. The three-week quick start from Relief Factor may be all you need to lower or even eliminate these pains. A whole lot of people have already gone to relieffactor.com and here's something you need to know. The majority of people who order the three-week quick start, now only $19.95, go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com. Let's talk about your business for a minute. Think about all the things you're doing to attract the best talent. Between the networking events and referral bonuses, you're probably spending plenty of time and money to find the right people. But what if it was your office that attracted employees? Today's workforce is mobile and active, and they want an office designed around the way they work. And Veridesk makes it easy. Veridesk Standing Desk Solutions help you create an active workspace where employees can stand and move so they're happier, healthier, and more productive. Our full line of active office products are constructed with commercial-grade materials and require little to no assembly so they're easy to set up and move. Companies of any size can have a Veridesk active workspace. Ordering is simple. Shipping is free. And our 30-day guarantee means if you don't love it, we'll pick it up for free. Learn more about Veridesk Active Workspace Solutions at veridesk.com slash radio. That's V-A-R-I-Desk.com slash radio. What do you hear? Most people just hear an engine. We hear a 6.2-liter Hemi V8 with a supercharger that accelerates so fast, it'll suck the air out of your lungs and knock you back in your seat like you're an astronaut in a rocket ship hurtling through the stratosphere. But then again... We're not most people. We're the brotherhood of muscle. Dodge. Domestic. Not domesticated. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. 
It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and uh, you're listening to I on Real Estate. We are talking with Jane Sa- Dan Sater about credit, and uh, right after that, we're going to talk about millennials. Uh, and he's talking about the new FICA scores that millennials could be good, big, big winners. But I have a call from Richard from Massachusetts. Hi, Richard. Do hey, Dottie. You? How are you? Yes. Can you hear me? Good, yes, good. I can. Loud yeah, and so clear. Actually, okay, perfect. Um, you know, so, so I actually have a question for Ace. Ace, I've heard about you from the, the Game Changer panel in New York last year, um, you know, and just, just uh, through citizens and um, in New York City, but you know, I, my question was, you know, it, w- what are the trends that you're seeing right now in terms of what millennials versus baby boomers are looking for? For example, if they're if they're are, are baby boomers looking to downsize in the city, you know, like what what types of homes are you seeing millennials looking for in New York City? Yeah, that's a great question, Rich. I mean, um, you know, definitely. But Rich, I got to yeah. ask you a question before you answer that. Go ahead, Daddy. So you've heard about Ace from Massachusetts, and I have to tell you, and I, I don't say because <laughs> he's going to get red if you saw him. You can't see him. So Daddy, stop. <laughs> but the truth is, he really is. I mean, he's just, and I think last year I went to a couple of things that Ace put on where there were the people that spoke. I, what, and amazing, and I think that that's a great question. So you're asking Ace about millennials and what are the trends that they are looking yeah. for? Yeah. What are the trends? What are they looking for in New York City? Yeah, I think that's a great question, Rich. You know, with baby boomers, you're right; they're looking to downsize. But with millennials, you know, if you're if if you're looking um, as a seller to attract millennials, you know, you want millennials want to yeah. be near transportation. They want to be near restaurants. They want to be near retail, right? So, and and even in the homes, it has to be somewhat modern. Um, they're not really looking to do a fixer-upper. Um, they want it to be already already done, right? So, those are the type of traits that they're looking for. Yeah, you know what? If you stay on the line, Dan, um, yeah. I'm going to finish up with you, and you'll be back in the next couple of weeks, I hope, because uh, we want to always hear from you. Oh, do you absolutely. have any last-minute advice to give anyone? And give us your website again. And how to reach you? Yes, well, uh, my website is creditscoringadvisor.com. And the best way to reach me is through creditguy at yahoo.com. Say it again. Creditguy at yahoo.com. Thanks again, Dan. We can't wait to hear you again. Thanks for your valuable information. Dan, you're the best. My pleasure. Dan the man. Yeah. But you know what, Richard, it's funny that you should call with that question because I said in the beginning of the show that we were going to talk about millennials and the trends that they're there. And at 85 percent were the most likely generation. First of all, they do view their home purchase as a good financial investment. So they're pro buying homes. Okay, a lot of them, even though I think for years everyone talked about the city, the city, the city. uh, But. Only last year, only fifteen percent of millennials of millennials bought in urban areas. Yeah. Um, they're getting older now, and they're finding more for their money in the suburbs. So yes. more of them are moving to the suburbs. Uh, so that that's another trend. Then the trend that they have is the rise of listen to this: the rise of the eighteen-hour city. And they say, like in um, Kansas City, in some places already, they're trying this. Uh, but they're making cities yeah. that stay open 
18, you know, that don't close down at 8 o'clock or 7 o'clock at night because they mm-hmm. they, they don't, they want to be in places that are, you know, that are not sleepy. <laughs> that are not sleepy. Well, yeah, that yeah. are not, you know, sometimes you can't find the restaurant after 8 o'clock. Definitely. Accessibility they, they, is, is key. They're going green, okay? Uh, they, they like energy yeah. efficiency. Uh, not sure. Yeah, so... They are changing the housing market, and I was reading that, okay, I think Aish just said it, but they are known as the generation that will buy, listen to this, a generation that will buy a $200 pair of jeans after extensive research and trying on 67 different pairs to find the exact right ones. Yeah. But. That is the way they will shop for homes is no different. And that was uh, an article that I found on how millennials are changing the market. And it says they want everything to be just right. Uh, Owning their home is an important part of living for them. And they want it to be right. They said that, and and I tell sellers you have to cater to millennials because they make up 66% and they are 34% of home buyers overall. And they and 66% of them plan to purchase a new home within the next five years. And that's a big generational shift. Yeah. Uh, they're better informed than the last generations because of, they have access to information. So they're better informed about their options. Uh, they have enormous buying potential. Uh, and they make, they want, as they said, if you're a seller, make all necessary repairs and upgrading before listing your property. Yes, very true. Uh, okay, consider updating your kitchen and bath because they like updated stuff. These have always, they've always, you know, they want everything done. They like en- energy efficiency and make upgrades. And they don't want, so I don't think that they want to buy like a handyman special. They don't. It's really interesting yeah, when so, I was trying to sell so my house. That, that kind of led me to my next question. This was yeah. for you know, what does that mean in, in terms of when you when you are working with with these clients, you know, um, and showing them properties and and helping with their loans, you know, what are the differences you see between baby boomers uh, and millennials? Oh, I, I think you know if you if you're talking to a baby boomer, you know they you, they they have so much liquidity right now, Richard, that you know they're they're looking to downsize or. Their kids are off to college, and you know they're out of the home. So, as a millennial, a lot of their, I, I guess, um, a lot of their challenges—not really challenges anymore—but it's always been the down payment, right? So, they have great jobs now; it, they're paying well, and they can qualify for a mortgage. But it's really working with them to put them into the right product, so that they can they they can feel yeah. that they can buy their first home or or their second home, right? So, that's why banks yeah. now. Are, are coming out with programs that will allow millennials to put down less. So the the whole mentality of them needing to put down twenty percent, um, that's no more, right? So you can actually borrow up to two million and only put ten percent down as long as you qualify. So there are different programs well, out there good. that will allow them to to access um, affordability with homes and also put less down, right? So it's great. Yeah, and and Richard. Um, the good news, if you're a real estate, your real estate is um, besides that they don't want to spend time or money on a fixer upper. Uh, they plan yeah. to outgrow their first home and upgrade to something better. 
So, uh, you know, if you stick with them, they don't plan to be in a home for the rest of their lives, the same home. So, okay. So, Richard, so what, are, would you, what do you recommend they, yeah. that you tell the buyers, to, the sellers, to do to their homes? I think, um, I, mean, I think you mentioned it already, Toddy. Bathrooms, um, kitchens, very, very key in terms of what they look for. And, um, you know, Open floor plans. So like if yes. there's a wall they could knock down in the house, like, like sometimes there's a wall between the kitchen and dining room or something that's not a major bearing wall. Yep. If they can open it up, they like open floor plans They like because they like hangout centers and they like rooms that flow into each other, and, right? And try to keep it neutral, right? So that favorite green color of yours and or, you know, your, yeah. your, your different tastes, I, I guess, characteristics, try to keep it neutral. Yeah, gotcha. and I and I say locations near the city, but they're not. They're moving close to the city, but not. They're they're moving a lot out of the city because it's cheaper. They can get more for yeah. their money. Richard, while we have you on the line, yeah. how what sure. what's the market like in Massachusetts? Well, I'd say in Boston, the the condo market has remained strong, and that's why I asked uh, Ace that question. Is that I see. You know, a lot of baby boomers and millennials actually competing on condos. And this is back when the market was stronger. You know, you would see 40 offers on the same condo, and it was a very healthy mix of, you know, of what we would call baby boomer um, buyers. And, and, yeah. and, and baby boomers. And you're seeing now, yeah. what are you seeing now? You're- I'm seeing a drop right now. There, there, there are definitely less offers uh, per home. But as you said, Dottie, like, you know, they're still being accepted if they're marketed right. Um, oh, yeah. You know, and, and you know what I think? You know, you, you know what I think? Uh, first of all, I think that I, I see in New York and across the country that the millennials, I mean, the baby boomers are going for con- uh, condos and, and stuff that they like that they really might have not wanted to live in before. They had the big house on a lot of property, and now they don't want to have to worry about mowing, you know, gardeners and this and that. So they want, an, but they still want a house big enough for their grandkids and their kids to come. So I find that those that those um, condos are really millennials are looking, you know, nice condos, updated, you know, and all that. Uh, but I find that the millennials, let me ask you this. Well, what do you do with a millennial when he doesn't have a lot of money to buy like a house? Cause half the houses are not like, uh, all updated. What do you, you, you have to try to say, look, you can, you, this is what this house could be. Right. I mean, yeah. So I like envision what, what it could be. And, but, but, but from like, uh, when I was asking Ace earlier, the, you know, there is, there is a rise. In, in the interest rate right now, uh, is that is that affecting the shift that yep. we're seeing in the market? Does that have a huge impact? Or is we, that part of it? We actually have a break, Richard, but um, right yeah, when we come stay back. Stay on the line, yeah. Richard. Stay on the line, okay. and, and, and Ace will answer that question. Just stay on the line. We'll that's a good question for everyone to hear.
Looking to save money on Medicare Part D? Well, Walgreens is a preferred network pharmacy for many plans, including United Healthcare, which means lower co-pays for you. Together, Walgreens and United Healthcare make saving on Medicare Part D quick and easy. So bring your prescriptions to your nearest Walgreens and Duane Reed pharmacies and start saving today. Walgreens, trusted since 1901. This car I'm driving, I overpaid big time. It was such a f- mistake. I should have just gone to Carfax.com, but I went to some other site. They gave me a price range? Oh, they were way off. Son of a... Carfax has a better way. When you search used cars at Carfax.com, you get the most accurate price based on the Carfax report, so you never have to overpay on a used car again. Start your used car search today at Carfax.com. In an era where it's tough to know which news outlet to trust, at a time where it's difficult to find facts, not just opinion... There is an oasis in the news desert. It's the Katz Roundtable. John Katzimatidis, the personification of the American dream, who built a multi-billion dollar business empire, talks with some of the nation's top newsmakers every Sunday morning at 8.30 a.m. You won't just hear partisan spin. You'll hear directly from the newsmakers who are shaping the news cycle in the city, the country, and the world. On the Katz Roundtable, you won't just hear about politics. You'll hear about science, business, education, animal rights, and any other topics that you're interested in. Catch the Katz Roundtable every Sunday morning, starting at 8.30, right after Morano in the Morning on AM 970. The Answer. Balance of Nature's Fruits and Veggies in a Capsule. This stuff is the best stuff I've ever taken. I don't take any medicine. I take nothing. If I get a little scratchy throat or even a headache, I take the vegetables. It works very fast. Or I'm feeling like a little down, tired. I take three of them, four of them, and I'm I'm right up back to where I was. It's unreal how this stuff works, and I rave about it. This guy's a genius when it comes down to it. If anyone's skeptical about taking something, I get it. There's thousands of products out there. Look, you can be confident in this because one, the one thing that makes me – really really um happy about is that you guys make the capsule out of a plant-based product it's not crap it's real food like you would put on the dinner table <laughs> for a limited time use discount code the answer and we'll take 35 percent off your first preferred set of fruits and veggies and have them shipped to you free call 800-246-8751 or go online to balanceofnature.com and use discount code the answer It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and you're listening to I on Real Estate. And right before the break, we were on the line with um, Ace, is uh, with Richard from Massachusetts, asking Ace about some of the trends um, that, Millennials, which is the largest demographic coming into the housing market, are looking for. And Ace, you were in the middle of answering that, I think. Yeah, so Richard, you talk about interest rates and how that's going to affect millennials, correct? Richard, are you still on the line? Yes, yes. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. So um, in regards to your question, were you asking um, how the how the rising interest, interest rates will affect millennial buyers? Yes. So um, I think really, you know, what, what people don't talk about is um, with, 
with the rising interest rates, the job employment um, stability has has definitely improved, right? So I'm seeing, at least from my point of view, a lot of millennials now getting really well-paid jobs. Um, so although interest rates are increasing, I think millennials will, will be right on pace um, to really um, being able to, to withstand the increase in rates. And I think you're seeing it now because the Federal Reserve, they're not increasing rates right away. They're sort of taking their time mm-hmm. as they're raising rates. And it allows millennials that are working with you know, a bank such as us or, or any bank, for that matter, up in Boston to really work and sort of plan out what they want to do in terms of purchase, purchasing their home. So I think time is on their side right now if they're looking to buy, and they just sure. need to be prepared. That's all. And Richard, are you a millennial yourself, or are you a baby boomer? I, I am, and I'm a, I'm a millennial about to head to brunch on a Saturday morning. <laughs> well, thank <laughs> well, you so you. much. Well, thank you so much for calling in, Rich. <laughs> yeah, keep us posted thank on what goes so on in Massachusetts. Thanks for calling in. Thanks. Sure, I'll make sure to so much. Call back. Thank you, Rich. Thanks, Rich. Have a great weekend. Wow, yeah, we had a caller you know, from Boston. Too. Yeah, but Rich, but 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 Ace, I have to yes. say that's to your attributes because he called in saying that he's heard of you. <laughs> okay, so like your name is all over the place. Oh come on, I, you know no, but but but, I, but I'm not making that question. I didn't make that up. That's why he. That's what he called in and said he's heard of you from all over from a lot of things you've done. And, you know, not that I want to get into a thing on reputation, but truthfully, <coughs> that's all you have in life. And, and when you stand out in the crowd and you have a reputation, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you're not advertising in Massachusetts, but he's heard of you when he called to find out your expert opinion. That's great. That's great. And I think that's, uh, you know what, that says a lot. Uh, but I do think that I'd like, you know, maybe Ace, a couple of things for, for when we do next week's show. Um, maybe the next two weeks I'll maybe come up with some of the veterans programs because I think there are plenty of them. I just don't uh, think people are aware of them. But I wanted you talking about millennials and trends uh, for millennials because when you think about the millennial buyer, okay, and hopefully the banks want them to buy so they're going to loosen up on the credit or let them have to put less down so that they can buy, and they're at the age where they want to buy. Yes. And the millennials believe in real estate. And they they, so what, so I'm trying to figure out, because most of the homes that I see uh, are, you know, I'm, I'm not talking about $20 million homes. I'm saying most of the homes that I see are not new. And um, what I would tell sellers to really look for and, you know, when you're getting your home ready for sale, what things that you can do to make it attractive to millennials uh, without spending a fortune. I think what's what's a good trend right now, Dottie, is smart homes. You can can probably install, you know, um, a lot of these sort of smart home products in your home today. You know, turning yeah, on the maybe lights. we should get somebody yeah. who can. I mean, they're not. It's not hard to do. But it's if not you're not, yeah. if you're not um, from a generation that kind of comes from that, sometimes you can get crazy. Yeah. But I think, and it's not expensive, th- Dottie. So no, it's fairly I know. cheap. I know. I I I I know it's pretty inexpensive. I just think people are afraid of it if they haven't. You know, they don't. I'm not millennials, but I think people who are older sometimes say, "Oh, I don't know how to do that." Um, but I think that everyone should have a smart home. Yeah, I, it's fairly inexpensive, and it's one of the things that brokers 
could have people do we go because that's not a break your budget thing uh, how would you the cost is not really so much as far as cities go I you know I don't think you can do much about where you live mm -hmm. but I think that all of these towns and the towns like want to make money and you see so many retail stores going out of business because retails having a tough time with everything online uh, so I think that people have to take a step back and look at trends and say, okay, what do millennials want? And they want parks and they want towns that are open. They don't want restaurants that close at the, you know, seven yeah. o'clock and you're the last call. Uh, you know, and a lot of the suburbs are like that. So, you know, they're, 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 they're probably going to try to go to places that are in the suburbs but have a little, Spunk to them. I think I think there has to be a shift, right? It's not only the the homes itself, but the neighborhoods, the restaurants. You know, if you look at Garden City out in Long Island, you know, a lot of millennials live there because there's retail, there's restaurants. So there's retail, there's restaurants. There's Huntington is like that on Huntington. Long Island. And I'm telling Connecticut, I'm telling Greenwich because Greenwich suffered a Greenwich is wonderful. It's not far from New York City. And they just didn't get the prices that they should have gotten. And I think a little bit because they're kind of still living in that laid-back world and they're not looking at who they're, who the consumer is. Uh, so everything has to change. But what do you suggest, Ace, for, like, say, the person that has a house, they can't afford to put a new bathroom in mm -hmm. and all that stuff, uh, and they're going to appeal to a millennial. I mean, some millennials are buying houses that are not done. They can't all afford that. But what would you do? Would you put an allowance in there or would you? Yeah, I would, would you? I would put an allowance in there. Or sometimes, you know, I have I have um, sellers coming to me and asking me, you know what, Ace, I really don't have money to restage my home. So I think, you know, one of the least expensive things that you can do is maybe, maybe do a virtual tour and have the millennial picture what the home would look like if it was a little bit more modern, right? So you don't really have to necessarily change the way your home looks today, but you can actually give the millennial sort of a visual on what it could look like. I you know? think that's a wonderful idea. That's just because, a suggestion, yeah. No, but I also think a lot of people are not visual. You know, they, they can't. They can't really they see they it. They need to yeah. see it. They need to see and it. And if you sh lay it out, and then if you also lay out what it would cost to do that. Correct. Uh, because sometimes it's not as expensive as you think. It's not. You know, yep. uh, you know, to, 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 you know, to do a new bathroom. You know, you have places that will do it for cheap. But I think that if you can – some I, – I, I was telling – I did a podcast for somebody yesterday. I don't know. I forgot. Maybe Facebook or something. I don't know. And they asked me, um, well, what would, you, what would you do? And I said, you know, really, it's not it's, – people will walk into a home – and they can't see what it could be just because it's, let's say, messy or they have collected stuff for years and years and there's a lot of stuff in the house. It's over, like they have too much stuff. Um, I think that the best thing you can do is, first of all, take everything out of your house. And if you, for some reason, want to keep it, because we tend to keep a lot of stuff after a while. <laughs> take it out. And if you want to keep it, then put it in storage. Put as least, let, like, not that much furniture. Take up the rugs. Do the floors. Have yeah. a window cleaner. Clean all the windows. I think Ace said it before. Paint in a neutral color. Paint everything in a neutral color. Um, and if you can't, you know, appliances. Sometimes if you look for the sales, you could get, like, the last year's model. Yeah. 
Like if you buy the last year's model that they didn't sell yet. That's, that's, and yeah. I'm just saying. That's and, a clothing, and, and, you know? Just buy last season's clothes and, and you'll be fine. <laughs> and hey, she wear next season's in. clothes. <laughs> well, they, but they're still in, okay? Yeah. And, I, I, you know, and if you can't afford that, maybe then instead of, you know, I think sometimes you have to step out of the box and be creative. So yes. everyone is looking for a price break, okay? Yeah. So I might list my house uh, saying, you know, here's the price. And seller willing to... Give a five thousand allowance to renovate the kitchen, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. update the kitchen. Now, mm-hmm. first of all, your ad would stand out because nobody yes. writes that. Second of all, you know you'd have to look at the price, but you know, you know maybe just nuke. But it's something that will stand out, and so maybe then it's not price because I think the whole thing with millennials is they don't want to wait for it all to get done; they yes. want it to be done. You know, Dottie. So, Talking about concessions, sorry. Um, no. You know, it just it just brought this up. Um, I've been actually doing speaking engagements, talking about sellers separating their inventory from everyone else, and utilizing seller buy down. So it's a really simple concept. Tell so, everyone what that is. So right now, rates are at four point eight seven five. Sellers have the ability to buy down the rate for the buyer, so they could actually buy up to three points. Lower their their rate to let's say right now it's four point eight seven five. They can actually market and say, "Look, come in and come and look at my home. I'm offering three point seven five percent rates today, lower wow. than the marketplace, right? So that will attract buyers. And millennials are so um, concerned about their payment, it's going to attract them to come in and take a look at your home because you you have an all time low interest rate." That, that is a great idea, plus that's how you advertise it. Yep, that's how you advertise it. So, And instead of taking the, the, the few dollars, instead of taking the money off the price, you're taking it off the... What they have to pay in the future. That's yeah. terrific. Well, yeah, but it really and, comes out to the same thing, but you stand the crowd. And I think the one thing I can tell you is that when interest rates, and I started the business when they were really, interest rates were like 14%, and they didn't approve you for a mortgage until like two weeks before closing. Everyone was creative. You have to you had to be creative to get things to sell. So now I think that's a great idea. It's creative and your yeah. property will stand out in the crowd. Ace, you gotta talk a little more about that next week. Okay. I will. I, I love that concept. Listen, it was a great show. It's great to be here and I want everyone to have a great weekend and we'll be back next week. Ion Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A.